Clarity the of the AT. Wow, it's me, the co-host. What's up? What's eating you? Happy holidays. We're wow. We're in December now. What a what a year we've had. <laughs> this is the longest year of my life. Yeah, we're man. we've gone the whole year inside. Um, can can you believe we only recorded the pod together for like two and a half months before we have to go into quarantine? No, I can't believe that. But also I keep getting notifications saying that this time last year we had the holiday spectacular. That's right. The and, uh, of our lives. It was super fun. It was so I will say fun. that. And it was a good turnout. And we had somebody play music. It was like uh, a thing that I cannot fathom we did anymore. <laughs> like I cannot imagine doing that again. I mean, we will maybe. Who knows if the world ever could be Maybe next year, yeah. Yeah, who knows? We were but... planning to do it quarterly, remember? And then yes. COVID happened because we're our birthdays are both in March. Yeah. And we were gonna do a birthday show. And then of course that's when I almost died and yeah. uh, the whole world shut down. Yeah, shit. I forgot that that's what we planned on. It's just such a long time. That was three years ago, Brian. Like, who knows? I know. It was a lifetime ago. We had a different president back then. Ew. Can you believe? <laughs> no, I can't. Uh Brian. So, uh, what's eating you, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get right into it. Uh, (laughs) We had this cool um, offer uh, that we did on Saturday. We didn't really. Oh, yeah, we did. We didn't promote it that much, but it was a good turnout. There were like 35 people watching. Uh, So, basically, what it is is three scientists who are also comedians. That's a thing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them, I guess, because they put That's on shows. Yeah, um, and they've been doing this for a little while, at least during uh, pandemic. Um, they asked us to be guests on this show because it's a trivia show where the guests play against the audience, and then the winner, uh, you know, gets a little bit of uh, shine at the end they of just the show. Get clout, really? Yeah, it's just clout, but it's really fun, and you know, people aren't really doing stuff on Saturday nights anymore. So people tune into this game show. So it's a science trivia game show. And this week was food. So they were like, Hey, you guys have a food podcast. Come on and join the show. And I really, I'm usually pretty good at trivia, but when Mm. it comes to pop culture, like Mm -hmm, movies, TV, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sports, stuff that isn't scientific or mathematically based, and that's all this was. And I thought I would know so much more about food than I did. I was just winging it and feeling really good about myself. I think I got the first three right. There were 57 questions in this. I got the first three right. And then I think I got like 50 wrong in a row. Yeah. And then maybe two or three again at the end. Uh, but the worst part is at the beginning of the game, Ariel and I both come on and introduce ourselves and we're like, hey, we're comedians, we have this podcast, and here's why you should pick me to win. Out of the 35 people, (laughs) the three choices you had to pick to win the game, you could pick me, you could pick Ariel, or you could pick the field, the audience watching. So I think it was split, like, uh, like whatever, 16 for Ariel, 16 for the audience, and two for me, two people No one had any faith in you. No. And it's crazy. It, it wasn't you, even like, close. You, 
proved them all right is the thing you were very fucking bad at this i, and I didn't know that i was I doing a podcast everyone wrong so bad yeah no you didn't i did not know that i was doing a podcast with a dummy i didn't know you were this dumb i don't know how i'm alive me neither i think i got covid by just licking the asphalt mm, yeah that might have been that it. not food right that no <laughs> asphalt not food um no it was very scary and at, at the end of each round it would just it would show you exactly like who picked which answers and usually i would be the only person who would get the question wrong so it'd be like 15 people chose a uh 12 people chose b and then it would be like one person chose d and it was me it was also so the thing about it brian that makes me believe you are a dummy is because mm -hmm. it wasn't about knowledge necessarily or things that you knew <laughs> it was about just context paying attention yeah. because yeah context clues and paying attention because they had videos that we had to pay attention to mm -hmm. and if you did not pay attention to the video you were going to get the question wrong so there was yeah. like basically children could probably <laughs> <laughs> no, well here's the thing before we didn't really know what we were doing we were just like they said we'll pay you come on yeah so it was which like, cool. is i mean as per the comedy rule and i fucking knew also sidebar the show started at seven and the girl sent us an email like yo can you log on at six so we can test the mm -hmm. um the sound and i was like i fucking bet brian's gonna show up at 655 yeah, because like, he's a comic i know how those things go <laughs> i've been doing zoom shows all year and i know they don't need us for an hour and i know the connection's gonna work you like, don't how, know that how long do we talk before we start recording like 10 minutes we know like it's gonna work. i know but still yeah they're, they respect. were just being cautious they were being cautious they don't they don't know us you know yeah. Um, so I knew I knew you were gonna show up late. I knew you were gonna um, not you know anything. You texted me like, "Hey, they said to be on at six. and I, I saw the text and I was like, "I'm just gonna pretend I didn't see this. I'll, I'll be fine." And I logged in right before. I think I logged in at like six fifty-five, and the show started at like seven fifteen, and we were fine. <laughs> but here's here's my thing: defending myself. I got yeah. a lot of questions wrong. I think I got twenty seventh place out of thirty-five. Yeah, which is oh. I wasn't last. Is it? There, yeah. Yeah, okay. I wasn't last. Um, but for me, because they told us, I didn't really know what the show was. So I was more focusing on the part they told us, like, hey, there's going to be three rounds, and there's going to be, like, 50 questions, and in between each question, you guys just kind of, like, do jokes and talk shit. So I was more focused on that, on being funny. And, and then when I started getting everything wrong, that's when it got really scary. And I was like, oh, no, I'm dumb. I'm like a dumb person. So you ended up not telling jokes and being dumb. No, I feel like I was funny. <laughs> yeah, you got a joke in there. You got a joke yeah. or two in there. You made me laugh. I just um, tried to roast the guy who was winning. Yeah. And then I wondered, were we too hard on the people that were winning? We might have been because they were all yeah. science nerds. And I yeah, they're so they're probably the like, wow, I'm not, yeah, I'm not signing back other. into this show. Yeah. They were mean to us. Um, but overall, really fun. It was I found out fun. Brian was an idiot. And um, yeah. It's really scary to find out how dumb you are live. Yeah. And they had it all set up with uh, statistics and numbers. And you could literally see, like, you are in the bottom percentile of this group of 35 <laughs> people. You are one of the dumbest people in this group yeah. of people. Yeah. Uh, I hate that for you.
I guess that's what's eating you, but it's also what's eating me because I have to be seen with you. Yeah. And that is not okay. You can literally wear that I'm with stupid shirt. That'll be our first merch. <laughs> first merch, I would stupid. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. But I really, you know, I felt good that they trusted me and they like believed in me from the beginning. And I you was top 10, you wasn't I? eighth place. Yeah, yeah I did. Look, so we didn't talk about this. Ariel was eighth place. <laughs> Out of 10. I know things. Uh, in the top 10 out of 35. You killed it. It's It was truly like Slumdog Millionaire. How he's like, I know this because of this. This like time in my life. So like <laughs> I knew the uh, acid question because I've been reading Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Uh-huh. I knew some t- thing about like taste because I used to work for a perfume company. Like I just knew all these things because of dumb oh, shit yeah, in my life. Oh yeah, you knew how many, um, many smells, smell, uh, Smell combinations. See, I don't even know. See, I knew. I just wanted you to get your words out. That's all. I wanted to see. I don't know. Nose has smells. Um, No, it was like how many different odor combinations can your nose smell? And I picked. It was like forty-three, one thousand, one million, one trillion, and one trillion felt like a fucking joke. And it was one trillion. Yeah, so many. Which sounds like too many. No. I mean, I guess because you had COVID, you have lost that. But for I, the rest of us... I don't even have 43. Yeah, I have zero, <laughs> zero combinations. Oh, but yes, they trusted me. They believed in me. Was it because my speech was way more um, empowering to myself, perhaps? No, at that point, it was just solely based off looks. No, it and wasn't. Like, we both gave guy... a speech. We both gave a speech in the beginning. Why do we think we're going to win? That's and true. I told the people... I took a few more credits than you in community college. I did start out my speech with, I flunked out of college and then dropped out of community college, which isn't a great way to. But I said the same thing, except that I passed a few more classes. So. Well, you didn't um, flunk out, right? No, I did not flunk out. I got really good grades, actually. I was fucking brilliant. <laughs> you, you were more in a goodwill hunting situation. <laughs> I was really smart, and then I stopped going to school because I thought it was a scam, which it is. It is, yeah. So I see. At stopped. least I'm smart enough to know that. <laughs> but I you flunked out, so there's a difference. Well, look, guys, you're listening to two fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, I am top ten in a game show. With and by the way, they were all science people. That's who true. were like regulars of this game show so ariel placing in the top 10 like you that's really really good my comprehension is just really good brian that's all that is look guys we're moving on you don't want to hear about this do anymore I, do I come off dumb? <laughs> <laughs> hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> well, let's talk about what we ate this week. What well, you, you, don't have, you don't have what's eating you? You're good? You're that good was, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having awesome. a great time. What a great Nothing week. Technically is eating me. Let's think. Uh, I'll do a quick, a quick think. What's feeding mm. you? You have any, um, no, I have, what's eat- I have a what's eating me. I, uh, finally did a big audition that would pay me handsomely if I got it. 
and I think I did a bad job. You had a little um, light flex on Twitter, I saw. I did have a light flex, but it was mostly due to the pain and heartache that I felt from this audition that I did, um, that I think I did badly. And I don't have the proper, even like we've been in pandemic for a long time, I don't have the proper equipment to do a self-tape at home, really. Like, I don't have really good lighting or anything unless it's sunny outside. I have a light right now, but it's they wanted my full body. So it's just, like, shitty. Oh, that's hard to do. Yeah, I, they wanted my full body. And I'm, like, alone in my house. My full body, and I don't have a, a mic. Full body can... right after Thanksgiving, too? That's sick. Awful. Hollywood is sick. Super sick. sick I'm freaks. mad about it. Sick fucks. Put them all in prison with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I had to so... do one, too, in the summertime, and they wanted full body. And it's, like... I'm a fucking comedic actor. Why do you want to see my body? You I can look like anything. Just look at my face. Yeah. Damn it. So I sent it. And they also wanted lots of editing. It was like an oh, ordeal. God. It took me all of Monday. They to were like, do. hey, can you also direct and be the cinematographer? Truly, I had to do voiceover, editing, all, like everything. Mm-hmm. Can you and animate then, this? Are you Pixar? Honestly, yes. That's what they asked for. <laughs> and I uh, don't feel great about it, but it's done. And... Then I was drinking and it gave me like anxiety to think about oh, it. God. Just, like, I can't do any drugs. Those are all those are all the gigs you always get though. The ones you feel like No, I did you know? not great. And it would pay hands. It would be like the mo- the highest paying thing I've ever gotten. So Dang. I'm like, mm, they're probably looking at Fingers people crossed. that are legit real people, not top eight in a quiz show kind of people, but like real actual actors. One time I went out yeah, I don't understand why they do this. Cause uh Okay. <laughs> oh. I, I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Okay. I'll, I can talk about this because it's already <laughs> out, but I, I love comic books and stuff. Right. So when you, when you get into this, like your manager or whatever ask will ask you like, what are your interests? So we can put you out for things that kind of fit well. So, you know, I'm like, I like cooking. I like movies, I like comic books, blah, blah, blah. So the boys is this show on Amazon that I watch. It's really good. Seth Rogen made it. It's based on a comic book. They're like in season two, they're going to do an after show with uh kind of like chris hardwick does talking dead okay. and like you would you're we're putting you up as uh for the, for the hosting gig right i was like what I the know. fuck that that would be huge right yeah and i know a lot about it and i'm a comic so i was like yeah i could be good at that right and then you of course you hear nothing because it's yeah. a huge gig yeah and then i find out that the host of it is Aisha Tyler. And it's like, I was yeah. never going to get that. <laughs> they just, they just sent you out for it just to that's feel like good. A, that, yeah. That's a scam. That's like an actual famous person. Yeah. That is essentially what happened here. My agent was like, Hey, you do comedy. And they asked specifically for you because they saw like, I, on my pictures on the, uh, my agent's website, I'm still a little like thicker. And I look just like a regular ass person, which is fine. I'm sure mm-hmm. they just wanted that. And it's for a, to like host the series of commercials. Oh, hell They're yeah. like, oh, we need you to be like kind of funny, but also a little dry, like a little like um, Amy Poehler on Parks and Rec. And I'm like, all of this is fun and I want to do it, but I have to shoot it myself and edit it and <laughs> do all the things. So I don't know. We'll fucking see, man. We'll Who knows? see. Fingers crossed. That's what's eating me. I uh, am. I don't want to have to like do all the fucking work, you guys. The fact that I'm even here. The fact that I'm your starlet. Watch. You'll 
you'll hear nothing back and then you'll you'll find out in like six months that bruce willis got no it. i'll find out that it's like rashida jones and i'm like all right <laughs> okay i was never gonna get this <laughs> Yeah, we actually found another mixed race person. Right, we found another mixed race. Who's they've like been working on Hollywood for twenty years. <laughs> who's so, way fucking better? But you have to say more. She just so. had a little bit um, more experience, and her dad is Quincy Jones, just oh you know, who God. made just all the light. Michael Jackson's uh, discography. So just a little bit. I hate it. So that's who grew that's... up friends with Tupac. You know, just a little. something light, whatever. Yeah. Nothing big. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Just a whole day that you had. All- At least you're competing against someone who's like in your same lane, you know? I didn't know I was competing against Aisha Tyler. There's- <laughs> Imagine me, the casting person, and looking at my headshot and Aisha Tyler said, they didn't even look at my They didn't even look at threw in the trash. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, moving on. Show business is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love it here. At least we have this. But we'll- Watch one day they replace us on our own pod with um, Rashida no, Jones and Aisha yes. Tyler. That That's would actually happened. be a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Those bitches don't like to eat. Fuck it. <laughs> um, uh, okay, let's go into eat of the week now. Ariel, you just told me you had a delicious yeah. sandwich today. What's yeah, I had a confession week? to make because I pushed the time of us meeting up by half an hour to do this podcast. And I was like... I didn't give any explanation and I just was like very cryptic about it, but it's because I had to go order the sandwich and physically pick it up. I needed to do that. I needed the sandwich and it was worth it. And I'm sorry that I was late for the podcast, but it was an Italian sandwich with chicken cutlet, arugula, hot peppers, oh yeah, oil balsamic, salt, pepper, oregano, just like a basic delicious sandwich like crunchy an italian bread, deli like an Classic. italian deli yeah. and they only do pickup and it's like it's not super far but i knew that i would not be on time and be able to like and the save bread's it. a little toasty and crunchy yes yeah. it's perfect in every way and it's my favorite place it's called belgio vines in montclair in montclair new jersey and i love it and all of their sandwiches are bomb i actually usually get the eggplant one oh i wanted chicken and it happened and it was delicious nice. and sorry that i was late but you know these are the facts any sandwich if you replace the tomato with roasted red pepper makes right. a sandwich immensely better these are the facts there's no other real facts except yeah those. if you can do that do that at a deli you can do it yourself i will buy the jar of roasted red peppers and put it on a prosciutto sandwich or a chicken mm. cutlet or whatever. You can get cold chicken cutlet from most grocery stores. Just heat it up a little bit. Here's a food hack. Put it in your toaster if you don't want to put it on a grill. It gets nice okay. and crunchy. Yeah. Okay. okay. If it's thin enough. And then fresh moths, uh, the roasted red pepper, oil and vinegar, arugula, always arugula. Arugula is great because it has that little bite to it, the little yeah, bitterness. Little that's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Great with meat um oh so nice do they wrap it in white paper too they do wrap it in white paper and it's it's like really a serving for four people (laughs) (laughs) like there's no reason (laughs) there's no reason for this sandwich to be all in my body right now but i ate it all that is also why I needed the extra half hour. Because I was like, I need to digest all you of this sandwich. Look like you just ate a huge sandwich. You look tired. blood you pressure, yo. Yeah. I do. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I forget you could see me. You're just going to pass out. 
I am. I we're both 100%. in our cozy uh, sweater wear today. It's fucking cold. It's oh. cold. It's been cold and gray in New York. Mm. There's that mason jar. <laughs> There's that. No, this is not a mason jar. jar. Somebody gave me this cup because their other one broke and she needed to have like the whole a set. cup. That's it's a straight made up to cup. Look like a mason jar, though. Fuck you. It's a, no. It's a, it's Italian. It's uh, French. It says light leche. La vita. Yeah, live in la vida agua. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my what's eating you is, or my no. eat of the week. <laughs> We're off the rails. My eat of the week. So obviously we just had Thanksgiving and I've been living off turkey for a whole week. And I just had to figure out something to do with all this leftover turkey that we had. So I was thinking about doing um, enchiladas, which could be mm, good. Okay. Um, but I didn't have any of the stuff to make enchiladas. Like basically, you have to go to the grocery store and buy more shit to make. Yes. But I was just trying to get rid of what we had because we had right. tons of stuff. So I was like, oh, I can make um, chicken and dumplings, but just use turkey. So that's what I did. I didn't have okay. chicken broth, so I made my own broth for the first time. Wow. Super easy. Yeah, it's very easy. Just like fill a pot up with water, put bony chicken or in this case turkey in the water, and kind of just bring it to a the boil, then simmer it for an hour. You can throw peppercorns and the bay leaf in there, a little salt. And the broth turned out really good. And then the dumplings are literally just flour and buttermilk. But I also didn't have buttermilk because, again, just trying to get rid of stuff. Yes. I had whole milk. If you don't have buttermilk, for each cup of whole milk, just add like a tablespoon of lemon juice and that curdles the milk and gives it that sour taste that buttermilk yeah. has i usually do that because i never feel like buying buttermilk dude because it's just gonna go to waste because yeah. you usually only need like a cup or two of buttermilk and then yeah. you just have a thing of buttermilk for no reason for no reason yeah that's my life um so you mix that in with the self-rising flour it turns into a nice uh, liquidy dough you throw it into the hot pot of boiling broth and you get like nice you know, plump dumplings that are really good. Soak that in the broth for a little while. It doesn't take too long to cook. Put the turkey back into the broth and you have chicken and dumpling soup, but in this case with turkey. And I put a shitload of turkey in it because I'm just trying to get rid of it. Yeah. And it was pretty good. And I never made my own broth before. And uh, this recipe is Sean Brock's recipe. He was on this PBS show I love called Mind of the Chef. So if you just look up Sean Brock's mom's chicken and dumpling recipe, that's the recipe. It's on YouTube. It's on a few other websites. Super simple. It takes a long time because you have to get the chicken or the turkey really, really tender, but it's really easy. You just It's just a waiting game, but it's mm. really good. That's what most of food prep is, fucking waiting. A waiting game, being patient. Yeah, um, and uh, especially with Thanksgiving, it's just timing everything because everything takes a different amount of time to cook. You made me think about uh, Thanksgiving. So it was just me and my parents and my brother for Thanksgiving. And they, originally my boyfriend was invited, but they decided to keep it even smaller. So it was just the four of us. Um, and so I went to his house after and bought him leftovers. But on top of the leftovers, he had bought himself like a Thanksgiving meal, like almost like a Wawa type situation. It wasn't that. It was even worse in my opinion. So he went to the store and bought like something i've never seen before it was a bag of turkey 
What? Like you put, I've never seen this before. You put the bag of turkey okay. in the oven. It's already seasoned and stuff. And oh. you just like heat it up. It's a hot bag of turkey. So already <laughs> disgusting. And then he, <laughs> this boy doesn't know how to cook. So he made himself like canned green beans, canned corn, oh. and then stovetop from the box. Oh, no. I know. And I'm like, I had leftovers for you. Why did you do this? So we ate those leftovers for a couple of days. And then I was at his house yesterday. And there was still hot bag turkey. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing but hot bag turkey and stove stovetop. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try it. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to. Here. And uh, so I decided that it tastes like when you were in school, did you have to do any type of like pilgrim plays for yes, Thanksgiving? Yes, of course. Yeah. And okay. it's completely historically inaccurate. Yeah, by the <laughs> completely way. inaccurate. I was one of the Indians, obviously. Of course. And if you're if you're uh, not white, guess what? You get to be an Indian. This is um, <laughs> how white my elementary school was. We put on a play and uh, I was the only minority in the school and the play was about jazz. So they had me play Charlie Parker. <laughs> I was the closest thing they had to someone who could play Charlie Parker. Of me! Charlie. And I was like, I'm Charlie Parker. <laughs> this is like no. second grade. <laughs> Your acting debut. I yeah, it. that's right. That's what brought me to the stage. <laughs> Do you have any footage of that? That should be a no, part of your demo no, reel, bro. There might be footage. If I, <laughs> you know what? If I contacted the school, I wonder if they would have some footage of that. Yeah, I need you to add that to your reel because I did not do blackface, by the way. I oh, literally yeah, I was know. just me. <laughs> that and was I, enough. My mom made a cardboard saxophone. Yes. Uh, that we wrapped in um, tin foil and then spray painted <laughs> gold. So it would look like a saxophone. Yeah, it looks exactly like, like a saxophone. Hey, I'm Charlie Parker, everybody. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they had you play Martin Luther King or something. <laughs> <laughs> we did Selma. And uh, I played it. Okay. Well, the yeah. whole point was that the food to me tasted like right after we would do these plays, they would feed us. So they yes. would give us like school fucking lunch. school turkey, uh-huh. school stuffing school like cranberry, cranberry sauce, sauce and like a roll um it was all very poor so it tasted poor to me and i was like was that when you were going like to school in new jersey yes because i went to kindergarten in new jersey we're around mm. the same age yes. so we we're probably eating the same the same nonsense lunch. <laughs> disgusting school lunch yes oh not great but there was one year we made our own butter and that was delicious and it really opened my eyes <laughs> we're really millennials are right on the edge of like the old timey days we i also made my own butter that's like i don't think they do that Wait, anymore. how did you do it did you shake it in a yeah, container yeah! It in, yeah. well so I learned we, chemistry that day did, like the whole pioneer days right and then yes. show you the video of how the old lady would do yes. it right and then yeah and then you're like this is the same way but in a tupperware yes wow i thought we were the only people to do that so i feel not as special but that's fine wow um, but yeah, I felt like a child again, eating hot bag turkey and um, It took you time. right back to like elementary school? Took me right back and uh, would not eat again. Wouldn't do it again, but uh, it exists. I think it was Butterball. Um, oh, that's tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would probably rather go to like Boston Market mm, or something. Yeah, honestly, rather go to Boston Market or even the Wawa Bowl. I would have rather eaten than, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> than the hot bag turkey. 
<laughs> so that's that on that. Um, we were talking, what were we talking about? I got so excited about Thanksgiving. Oh, I was talking to you about a little about like food fatigue because that's why I went out to get a sandwich. Like who does that? Well, I'm just don't know what to even cook anymore. I feel like early on in the pandemic, we were really excited about cooking stuff. Yeah. And if you listen to episodes like in April, we were like, oh, we're making this and we're making that. But yeah. Uh, also, I was very jobless at that time. So now I like actually have to physically go to work. You're busy. At and your job is cooking. Yes. So by the time I get home, I'm like, I don't. <sighs> and we've been to? quarantined for nine months now. And yeah, we're just experiencing food fatigue. It's like, I don't know what else. To, I've tried like every fucking recipe on earth yeah. at this point same also like do i what do i even like anymore it's like i'm making all the same thing yeah i don't know because like at first it was like okay you figured out all the stuff you like and then now you're like i've eaten everything and then you go back to your old faithfuls and then now like before you you could we live in new york you could go to like any new restaurant and try a new thing or uh i think i'm regressing into like shitty food I'm regressing to mm-hmm. like wanting McDonald's yep. and wanting like garbage because a thousand that's, percent. it's that's comforting. I yeah. I, I ordered McDonald's. <laughs> the most sickening thing you can do as a human being <laughs> is Grubhub or seamless McDonald's. Yes, it is. And I did that. Not recently, but McDonald's I have done it. And have I have to eat immediately or else it, it becomes concrete. It turns into cardboard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's it's like, like the, the fucking uh, Cinderella. Yes, that's what I was going to say, dude. It is literally the pumpkin <laughs> carriage and the fucking slipper. Because, dude, as soon as that thing heads out the doors of McDonald's, that clock is ticking. The magic starts disappearing. <laughs> The hamburger just starts so turning into stone. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's hundred percent true, yo. Oh man, it's not good. It's I not had good. a couple weeks ago. I had a show in um, Williamsburg. I live in Harlem, so that's like an hour twenty minute train ride, right? Yep. And I didn't think because usually back in the day, I would do my gig, eat in the McDonald's, and then go home. And yes. I was like, oh fuck, I can't eat inside, so I had to take the bag of McDonald's. Into the cold. Hour and twenty minutes. No, I got home and I was like, "Dude, I'm eating bricks right now." Somehow the flavor dissipates. Yeah, it tastes just gone. It just tastes like nothing. Yeah. Have you ever had like a day old McDonald's French fry? Oh, dude it it becomes another it like a scientific reaction happens. (laughs) It becomes another thing entirely. But I also remember like. My mom used to go to McDonald's and save it for me. For like- <laughs> That's some immigrant shit. Yeah, throw it in the freezer and then heat it up in the oven. It's just, it's not good, but you know. They Especially changed- when, remember, they would do like the 20 cent um, hamburgers and then 50 cent yeah. cheeseburgers. And then they yeah. would buy like a thousand of them. Oh, just- or like the 20 piece nugget. Like that shit is not good after five minutes. It's they over. They used to do the bucket of fries too. Remember mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, what a time to be alive. But yeah, McDonald's somehow is, it's not fast food. It's like immediate food. Like the you need to eat it right away. McDonald's too is that it stops smelling like anything. Yes. It's <laughs> not real food. It's not real food. By the time I got home, it was cold, but also odorless somehow. Like <laughs> where does the smell go? It's kind of like uh, the food from Hook when they're having the food fight. Like it's not fucking real. It's all in our mouth. <laughs> 
Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Fuck yeah, McDonald's. I mean, we've been doing a lot of Wawa because we've been going to New Jersey to um, get stuff for the van. Yeah, you're different now. And uh, yeah, it's just hard to find new places to eat right now because because of covid it's yeah. you can't really explore the city the way everything's closing down also like yeah the good shit is closing down and i mean think about open. canal street right we used to eat there basically every week those places don't deliver because you have to go to the stalls it's a it's yeah. a food market and uh you can't eat inside so all those type of places that have like quick dumplings or steam rice rolls or mm-hmm. gyro like that's hard to get now and uh yeah if you don't man cooking and doing the dishes really takes up so much time oh my gosh and a lot of the time i'm not at my man's house and he's not here so i have to like cook for myself and wash the dishes like i'm not gonna do both not gonna happen you know what i was thinking about i wonder what happened to that broth place i wonder if they're still around (laughs) the broth place in canal they're probably the only people that are doing well because why people are because it's not too hard to like they never had a sit down. Yeah. Anyways, they're kind of like a booth. how we were talking uh, uh, about a few weeks ago with Sonic. Like Sonic mm-hmm. was COVID proof from the mm-hmm. beginning. True. True. They're probably killing it more now. The broth they're probably place. crushing it. Yeah. And also, it was a white company. They they figured out ways. I'm sure that they like don't pay taxes and that they pay almost nothing in rent. All oh, those yeah. things. I mean, the it was a window. Yeah. It's a broth window. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> What a disgrace. Fuck that place and everything it stands for. Um, so we were talking a lot about McDonald's, and I guess we can kind of slide into food news. Let's get into food news. Let's talk about McDonald's. Um, we can There's get a lot right to say. Into... Yeah, well, there... first, I think we should talk about today is a special day. Uh, it is McRib Day. <laughs> That's right. McRib is back. We were <clears throat> talking about what stories to um, bring up in this segment and I actually have never had the McRib, which is crazy. It is truly disgusting, Brian. It looks weird. It's not beef, right? It's So kind of as we talked about, I've only had it once, and this is just like my, my fever memory of it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's kind of like, as we talked about, like school food, almost like a Salisbury steak kind of situation. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like wet mm-hmm. a little and sweet. And on a shitty McDonald's bun. There's probably so much sugar in that. Yeah. Thinking about it now. It's not good. I ate, I think I ate like half of it. Cause I was, I went eating it because I, you know, the hype, I believed in it. Right. And then I ate it and I was like, why do people clamor over this? I mean, it's the original hype beast though, right? Yeah, like, it is. They, it's not good, but they're like, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a hype beast. I like my brand. I like Supreme. I like those, you know, streetwear brands, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, I mean, some of the designs are trash, but you want them because it's like, you can only get it this month and they're yeah. only making a handful of them. And right. I think like the McRib kind of started that. Like, like yeah. They're like, this is trash, but you can only get it for a limited only time. Get this trash <laughs> right. this week. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not for me. Uh, but you know, God bless everyone else that enjoys the McRib. It is every garbage. year since I've been alive, the McRib still gets hype. Yeah, and there's a folklore to it, you know. But I think you should try it for yourself. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't want to waste my McDonald's run 
yeah. on that. Cause I know what this I is like. It's important now. It's important. Right. Like you have to actually think about what you're about to go eat. Exactly. Or Grubhub. And then you're paying like 25% tip for a McRib. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm staying in my lane. I'm getting those nuggets. I'm getting that McDouble. Oh. I'm getting some fries. Awful. I hate it here. I, have you ever had the filet fish? Yes. What's some I people? Think, some people stand filet fish pretty hard. I, it's tough for me to get seafood from a fast food place. Yeah. It scares me a lot. Well, have you ever had a the Gordon's fisherman? Do you remember him when he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, like the frozen fish it's patties. The same it's basically that. It's okay. that. Um, I would eat a filet fish over a McRib. The wild thing about the filet fish is it has cheese on it. Yeah, which I think is lawless. So I usually take the cheese off, yeah, or I just really ask crazy for no cheese. That they but, do that. Yeah. Cheese yeah, with actually, fish is like illegal. That should be illegal. <laughs> they shouldn't do it. I actually never think about that. Well, I never order a filet of fish. Mm-hmm. I used to, my old boss was vegetarian. So she used to ask for that. And this is when I was like 19. Um, and I would also get a filet of fish with her. I follow this black guy who works at McDonald's on TikTok. And his whole thing is that he makes his own sandwiches with the stuff that they have in the back. Nice. So he what made he like make? a, he made like a bacon burger and all sorts like, but like instead of um, ketchup, he'll put like barbecue sauce on it mm. and like you know remix stuff. Yeah, and he has like hundreds of thousands of followers. You get fired at any moment, just like that. Uh, you heard about that paint TikTok guy that got fired? Yeah, but I think corporations are getting smarter because it's free press. Like yeah. they're getting. 40,000 views for free, right? And this guy's still making minimum wage or whatever. That's true. Because there's a guy who works at Subway and a guy who works at Cold Stone. Yeah, I follow the guy who works at Cold Stone. Yeah, so do I, right? And then um, the McDonald's guy that I just started following. And they kind of do like make fun of the places they work at a little bit. But overall, it's just like, dude, you're seeing a video that's a one minute commercial on your phone for free. They don't have to pay. Yeah for it so that's true that's it was and, and also when they fired the paint guy it was like what the fuck he wasn't like doing yeah, he anything. wasn't doing anything. he was like using the paint that clients would come in and ask for and show like how he mixes the colors right so it's not like he was getting extra paint for free or and anything. i think people like older people probably think they're wasting time but it's like dude this is like huge viral marketing for you yeah but that would yeah, have taken months that. for you guys to figure out. And this person's just doing it for you for nothing. Yeah. Was it Sherwin-Williams or something? I'm sure it's all old people that. It's own. some big paint yeah. company for sure. Yeah. And like young people don't own paint companies. But anyway, poor guy. May he rest. Um, so the McRib Let's, came back. McRib's back. Staying on the McDonald's track. Travis Scott, we talked about last week. Um, his meal and the merch that came out along with that. And you... Um, did you hear about like the five Travis Scott action figures? No. That they also released? There were no. only five. You couldn't buy them. And it was a drawing. So they just sent them to five people. Wow. And they put it on, like some of the people put it on StockX and it's selling for like thousands of dollars. Wow. But Travis Scott made $20 million off of that deal with McDonald's, which is just like his marketing mind is so wild because he's, partnered with nike he's wasn't he one of the kardashians somehow isn't he related to them in some way he probably has a kid with one of them yeah i think so so like i'm sure that they were like hey you should do this mcdonald's Mm -hmm. thing not that i don't think he's capable of thinking up things like this on his own but they're the kings and queens of 
like finding a way to make a buck out of nothing like spinning it for sure and yeah. i will say he is so cool you wouldn't think mcdonald's not really a cool brand you know what i mean yeah. but travis scott is so cool that he makes mcdonald's cool yes somehow he made that happen like and it's a black with, like, brand like if he did a collab with walmart people would be like okay with it and you see yeah. he's seen it selling out but now it's like, oh, no, he's being, like, he's doing an exclusive thing. It's cool. Right. I mean, Nicki Minaj had clothing at Kmart. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it didn't really make anyone think, I mean, I don't really know because I'm not a big Nicki Minaj stan, but I don't think it made people look at her as less than, no. oh, shit, your light's turned uh, it's off. okay. <laughs> but I think it made, it perhaps made Kmart have a little more clout. A hundred percent. Because and I mean, people buy clothing from Target. People buy clothing from like like Walmart even. So why not Kmart? Why not you know, raise it up a little bit? Right. I mean, Virgil did that um, collab with IKEA, and people went crazy for it. I have I- IKEA. I have stuff. an IKEA you bag. Have Virgil bag. Yeah. <laughs> Virgil bag. Yeah. It's and IKEA is seen as like the cheapest form of. Um, home goods that you yeah can but buy, i right? need you to put some respect in ikea's name yeah like, i mean everyone rh has ikea furniture yeah there's nothing um you know it doesn't last very long but we all have it because i've it's had so my same nightstand brian since i moved out when i was 20 so well nightstands i feel like yes they will last but i've owned in my life uh probably like six ikea beds Oh, I would never buy it. That's where you went wrong. Why would you buy an Ikea bed? They're like $100. Like, that's what's insane. Ikea beds are $100. And then this is our first real bed. This was like $3,000. And the only way we could afford this was with our COVID check. Wow. My wife and I had to combine our COVID check because we thought we were going to get more. Oh, man. (laughs) we just got the one. I want to talk to you about beds real quick. Did you Mm -hmm. get just the bed or are you talking about the frame? We got, we, so we got the mattress and the frame. The frame wasn't that expensive. I think it was like 99 and then the mattress was expensive. Bro, you should have talked to me. About, I, I researched beds before I got this one. Which one do you have? We have a Helix. I have, I have a tuft and needle bed. Okay. And it yeah, was $600 for a queen size bed. We got and a I've king. I've had it for a couple years. Oh, you got a king. I mean, yeah. either way. Beds are expensive as fuck. No, it's great. Well, that's why. But also, like, if you're if you're an adult person, you need to have a good bed. You do. And you don't. You don't even think about it until you're an adult person. When we like, moved to oh. New York, we were like 23 years old, and you see an IKEA bed for a hundred bucks that yeah. comes with the foam. Yeah, mattress that's like half an inch thick. <laughs> we were like, dude, this is great. It's fine. You're essentially sleeping on a yoga mat, and mm-hmm. you're like fine with it. Now, 10 years later, we're 32, and it's like, no, I want a huge, comfortable bed. Yeah, I want to roll around in my bed. Especially for pandemic. Mm-hmm. Spending yeah. up to, like, 19 hours a day in this Eating room. in bed. Yeah. Crackers well, that's the aerial move. <laughs> I got caught with crackers next to my bed. All you do is eat turkey bag and <laughs> lay in bed. Hot bag of turkey. And- <laughs> hot, hot bag turkey, lay in bed. Wear a big shirt. Usually before my man comes over, I clean up because I don't want to seem like a fucking pig. (laughs) But this one day I forgot and he just showed up at my house and there's like cracker crumbs (laughs) all over my fucking bed. And next to my bed, there's- You were like, announce yourself. (laughs) There's more crackers. So I like to have hot chocolate and these Goya crackers before I go Goya makes crackers? Yo, let's talk about the Goya galletas. So I'm a Goya beans guy. And Hold Goya on. olives. 
Wow, we got an exclusive. I did not know that Goya made crackers. Ariel keeps them on hand in her room. You I did not have, have to them. go far. You have them on hand. I didn't have to go far because they are next to my bed. No, I thought I they were going to be in your closet. No, they're on my nightstand. So it looks like this. It's a okay. round cracker with a oh, lattice edge. They're so fat. So when you have hot chocolate, you dip them in and then you crush them up. Oh. oh my god it really adds the experience okay i love a goya cracker you also are meant to eat it with white cheese and guayaba like guava right mm-hmm. paste oh man so these are my favorite crackers i love them so much or the maria cookies i just bought a thing of maria cookies and ate them all as well uh i want to denounce goya but they're just so good well, that's a thing like dude i mean the guy supported trump but when you go to the grocery store Goya is like 80 cents cheaper than everyone else. So what am I supposed to do? And like, dude, I don't want to spend $2 on beans. I'm sorry. I want to spend $1.20 on beans. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you know what makes me feel good about it is AOC actually tweeted like, look, we all want to be good people and support good brands. But when it comes down to it, the everyday person has to scrape together, you know, money and she does she's like i don't look down on anyone who still buys goya after what the ceo said well thank god and i was like thank god aoc said that because now i can sleep (laughs) because we we are like goyed up in our pantry you know what i mean because for whatever reason i guess maybe also the bad publicity it's it is much cheaper so like the coconut milk i've been getting from goya Mm -hmm. is cheaper the um i mean they make corn everything olives beans like I'm so, I'm so and the headquarters is here in jersey so i think it is a little cheaper too because they're not is like, the shipping dude it far. hispanic the ceo or is he a I white guy i think he's spaniard if i'm oh, not mistaken okay. if i'm and not mistaken but i could be wrong it's really tough when those dudes support trump but hey what, uh, what are you gonna do i'm sure he's a white spanish person and and it's like what you're gonna tell me the other bean guy is <laughs> not a trump supporter either like i don't know yeah Bean yes, guy not meaning oh his no ethnicity, is by he... way. bean guy meaning yeah he's the ceo of a is bean he company. white uh oh no he's a white guy oh but of course okay no! well okay the fa- the owner is prudencio ortiz and but he is Spaniard. but the ceo is robert Inuni. From Wyckoff, New Jersey. Of course, okay. So he was the dude that was like saying he supports Trump, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. You know what's wild, dude? Goya makes good Asian stuff. Goya does the damn thing. I'm not. They, they, if you want to talk about Spanish, Mediterranean, and Asian, Goya can kind of do it all. Goya's out here. It's kind of, it's tough to skip over Goya when you're making. It's hard. Yeah. And a lot of the Spanish sections or like the ethnic section in the supermarket it's all Goya. is Goya. What am I supposed to do? It's Goya or like the organic two yeah. or three dollar stuff. Which right. dude, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just used to spending a dollar on canned stuff. Yeah. I don't want to spend three dollars on it. Those dollars add up. Yeah. Ugh. A can of corn, I'm not gonna I'm not spending three dollars. I'm sorry. No. I I'm okay with that. I, all that to say, please buy Goya crackers. crackers. Taste it with. Are, are they like a little salty, or how does that no, work? No, there's no real. Okay, because that's what I was. I was gonna say, if you're putting in a hot chocolate, it would kind of be weird if it was salty, like a Ritz or something. There's no salt. It is straight up like 
I'm tasting it now so I could have a real feeling about it. A live tasting. (laughs) (laughs) Because they were right next to me because I always have a Goya cracker on hand. They were within arm's reach if you were in bed. (laughs) I'm not in bed. Just picture you with crumbs all over your chest. This is real. This is who I am. If you don't like it, get out. Get out of my country. So, okay. The feeling and energy of a pie crust. Okay. So it's that kind of, but a little harder, very crumbly and crunchy. So that's why I enjoy it in my hot chocolate because I like to chew my drinks. You'd be getting it all over your back. Yes. (laughs) Tough to needle and crumbs. Yes, and crumbs. Who doesn't want that? Now you know about my life, guys. We talked about the McRib. Uh, Where are we now? Um, we can our, talk about our girl, Ina Garden. Garden. Yeah, she came out with a new cookbook. You said she kind of does it every year, right? Every year. So every year I ask for a book. for. Well, no, this is not true. My mom insists on getting me a book and other gifts for Christmas. And so for the past like five years or so, I've asked for a cookbook. And I think three of those five years has been Ina Garden cookbooks. Um, Because around this time every year, she knows what the deal is. She releases a new and exciting cookbook. And this year is no exception. And And so you know a little more about this one than I do. Yeah, well, it's making um, the news again, because obviously she's doing the press tour. But during the pandemic in the last eight months or so, she's gained 1 million followers on social media. That's my girl. And I think partly in the interview she talks about how like she's just been very accessible and real about it like the big quote from the interview was like don't eat vegetables just eat mac and cheese like Ina's <laughs> telling you it's okay and we're that kind of ties into food fatigue you know we're in a pandemic everyone's depressed it's been a hard year for everybody and she's just like being real as fuck she's like look the um name of the cookbook is like comfort foods so she's just straight up like look it's just good comforting stuff and um you know you don't have to pretend to like enjoy kale right now or right right and i just think that stat is wild a million new followers during pandemic and it's not like some cool like bon appetit chef or whatever it's ina who's been around for a long time kind of reaching like a whole new audience uh who are getting into cooking so i think that's pretty dope i love her for it and i love her realness she's always had that realness though and i think she recognizes too that we're not really cooking for dinner parties either no it's like for Um, yourself right that's what a lot of her cookbooks were like if you're gonna have you're gonna entertain you're gonna have people over these are the cocktails you should serve these are the like think about how you're gonna plate these things and how you're gonna present it to people right now she's like bitch you want some cake we can do that we can talk about cake. We can talk about uh, a side that is just pure cheese and lard. Like, we can talk about that. And I appreciate her for that. So I can't wait to read this cookbook and make some recipes. I'm excited. Okay, I'm back. I'm just checking our stories. Okay. Um, two more stories. Lady Gaga's teaming up with Oreo. I think all the musicians are teaming up with food brands now because Travis Scott showed that that move works. These Oreos look pretty dope. So it's going to be in pink packaging, very Lady Gaga. And then the cookies are going to be pink and the frosting is going to be green. And there's four different designs. There's like a heart, um, a Chromatica one. That's the name of the album that's coming out. A Lady Gaga logo and then the classic Oreo. And it looks pretty dope. It looks good. 
like the pink and green play off each other really well. Couple and things. it's just like a very random collab, but I'm thinking she's probably like an Oreo fan. Like no, it would be I like Ariel. Smart. Imagine if you blew up and Goya was like, yo, we want you <laughs> to like come up with a remix of our cracker. I'd be like, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If it had my little name stamped on it or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I'm thinking this is smart for a couple of reasons. Um, so one, the pink and green is actually AKA colors. So I'm interested to see if anyone black works at Oreo and would know that. AKA is the black sorority. Um, two, this is smart for a pandemic. People are binge eating snacks. You go to the store, you're just going to buy a bunch of nonsense snacks. If you're not us and like going to cook a whole meal, you're just going to buy a bunch of snacks. So what better than Oreo? Oreo is always going to be something people want, regardless of whether or not it has Lady Gaga on it. Right. So people are going to buy, you're going to have 50% of the people just buying it because it's Oreo. And you have another 50% that's like, oh, it's Lady Gaga. I want it. This also makes me think of the Spice Girls. They had lollipops. They had snacks and Mm -hmm. all that shit. And we bought it up. Right. And those lollipops were not necessarily delicious. They taste a little weird. But, but you like the artist, so you want yes. to get their thing. Yeah. Yes. And it was, yeah, all of a sudden, in your head, it was delicious. So yeah. I'm a huge Oreo guy, so I'm definitely going to check these out. Uh, I think the flavor is just, it's the same. They're just using different dye. Yeah. Um, but I think it looks cool. They look cute. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a real, I'm actually not an Oreo person. Oh, see, I get into, like, the double stuff. I like the, mm. um... Christmas time, they also do like the red and green. They've been doing a lot of fun flavors mm-hmm. um, recently. Like, they're all about that shit. They have Candy peanut butter. They have, yeah, yeah. I, but I've never, I don't know. I just, because you know what? Like, I'm already eating my crackers in bed. Right. If I were to buy junk food, I would just die. To me, there's nothing better. So, what I do is I set up, I get a glass of milk, a jar of uh, Skippy peanut butter. And then I get Oreos. Then you dunk the Oreo in the peanut butter, and then oh. you dunk that into the milk, and it's the greatest thing that ever. It's not. It's not original. Bad. No, I've never really heard good. of that, and it sounds bad to me. I don't think it's I would so like. So good. It's chocolate butter. and peanut butter with milk. This is a classic combination. But the Oreos don't taste like chocolatey to me. Oh. They're, they're not like a true chocolate flavor. Well, you know, as everyone says, Oreos are vegan. So yeah, because it's you must have like... a very defined palate you're a super taster as we wow. learned it's me super taster we did learn i mean you learned i knew but Ariel knew yeah super <laughs> tasters have more uh taste buds right yes per like per capita yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes dumb. yes um okay so that's a lady gaga story last story of the day very near and dear to my heart i love chipotle where do you stand on chipotle I love Chipotle. I prefer it to any of the other Mexican restaurants. Yeah, Mexican and I feel food. like in a certain way, it started out pretty, like, legit. Obviously, now it's owned by McDonald's, and it's a huge... Yeah, so now it's um, a little... It's closer to garbage, but it's still yeah. good. Still good. But, like, back in the day, Chipotle... Like, in high, my high school days, I ate a lot of Chipotle, and it felt, like, a little more um, healthy, right? Because it's yeah. a little more fresh, a little mm-hmm. more... Um, like, a step up. Uh, above Taco Bell or a place a like step. that. A step. I mean, this that's a an elevator's ride up <laughs> Taco Bell. Taco Bell's sure. great Z beef. No, and thank then you. now as a comic, I mean, how many meals have you had at uh, Chipotle like before or after so a show, real quick, right? So Just many. To get something um, halfway decent. So they are trying out, like they did with Queso a couple years ago, 
brisket now, and it's going to be like a Mexican-inspired style brisket that they're going to grill in the store every day. Um, I think it's probably going to get rolled out nationwide, but I like the story because they're rolling it out in two places right now, Cincinnati, Ohio, and also Sacramento, my hometown. And that's where I started eating Chipotle, and I think that's dope that people in my hometown can try the brisket right now i i love brisket by itself i do too. anyways it's so tender and juicy i like making brisket it's, it's the perfect time of year to roll this out mm-hmm. yeah a nice comforting brisket who doesn't want that i also fuck with chipotle like trying shit out yeah they did sofrito is, is the sofrito still around i think like it's still around yeah the vegan crumble. option yeah. it's good it's it is good all their it's, food it's is uh good. tofu based right the yeah it's like a tofu crumble that tastes yeah. like it kind of looks like chorizo it looks fine yeah it's oh good. i would be down with them trying chorizo they have chorizo i'm pretty sure now are you sure i'm pretty sure i'm gonna take a look but i'm like 75%. Classic Chipotle to me was steak, chicken, barbacoa, carnitas. Um, yeah. They they only had the couple of options when right. the other person was the owner. And now they're like, let's just try everything. They rolled out queso, which I feel like is pretty popular. I, I see people get I like the queso. A lot. I, I'm kind of like not in on queso. Because that's it's for the Cadoba people. Because that's why a lot yeah, of people are like, I like Cadoba because they have queso. Also, queso to me is very specific to a region. Like it's from the Southwest. So I would only get queso if I was back home or in Texas or New Mexico or Arizona or a place like that. Like it kind of feels weird to order queso in New York to me because I feel yeah. like it wouldn't be good. It probably isn't, but comparatively. Right. Um, but you know, whatever. It won't let me look at the menu for some reason <laughs> you gotta so add blogger yeah i have to actually like physically order something and i don't want to do that so yeah it's all right but, but just take my word for it i mean i would be down with chipotle kind of like spreading their wings and going like full because right now it's very mexican inspired right it's mm-hmm. very americanized mexican yeah and i would be like into them like going deeper into like the different meats they won't it's McDonald's. You don't think they would ever do chicharron? <laughs> like, that would be crazy. No, <laughs> they won't. McDonald's will barely give you a McRib once uh, every five years. True. They're not going to give you a chicharron. That would be dope, though. It or would be a nice. Or No, they won't do it. They won't. They would I never. I, I feel like it That's would be too so ethnic. too deep, right? Yeah, too ethnic. They don't want that. They want to be <laughs> keep you at arm's length. Yeah. Yeah. This is like big dreams, but a, a really popular <laughs> thing in L.A., for a little while it's still like people still get it but it was really popular a few years ago is uh korean burritos have you ever had one of those yes i have so it's basically korean barbecue in a burrito and i don't know maybe like in a pop-up or something it would be interesting to see a big brand like chipotle team up with like a korean barbecue spot and do oh korean barbecue is fucking bulgogi in a chipotle burrito that would be fucking fire yeah but that's no. If passed. I ever blow up, that would be my collab. I get that. I see that for you. I would do like a bagogi burrito. You get canceled though. You get canceled because they'd be like, "This Hmong man is trying to I'm steal not Korean." I'm Korean. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I already be, know. I already know. It's not gonna happen. But you would be perfect for Goya. Damn it! I know. There's no Hmong. Thing but there's. But you know the thing about Goya is they're not gonna ever have like a spokesperson. No. Yeah. 
Except for what one of the Trump girls has a can of Goya. <laughs> Tiffany Trump. I don't know. Tiffany. Goya I don't Leche. Their names. Goya, Dulce de Leche yeah. from Goya. Uh, shout out Goya, but also not shout out Goya. Man, we're we're mad basic now. We're hyping up Goya and Chipotle. <laughs> That's it. This is this. I told you we're regressing. That's I what try to tell you. Regress. Pandemic has regressed us. Even Ina has. She made a whole cookbook of like just eat garbage, and we're like, okay, I'm into it. Yeah. Oh, I got one last story. I forgot. Okay, it's okay. Um, Thomas Keller, famous chef. He has a restaurant in. Uh, near san francisco northern california called the french laundry well it's usually one of the best restaurants um in the country every year uh the governor gavin newsom was caught having a private meal there it's indoors and he also just made an order in the state similar to what we have in new york that public and private gatherings are banned because covid cases are going back up and then he immediately went and ate inside and everyone's like, fuck this guy. He's a piece of shit. The next night, the mayor of San Francisco had a private meal indoors at the French Laundry again. So it's interesting because a lot of people say it's the best restaurant in America. And Thomas Keller seems to be like a progressive guy. But they still are like putting people at risk. It seems very, very fucked up. It is fucked up. It's like all of this applies to y'all, not me. But also, if you really wanted the fucking food, why don't you just pick it up or get right? takeout? Like you're the governor or of get California. Your people to pick it up. Couldn't you get them to come and cater it? Or like there That'd would be, be a dope. way to do it, right? There's, there's got to be a way to do this that would not make you look stupid. And yet, you figured out the way that makes you look the most dumb. And these are all Democrats too, right? California Democrats, which... Uh, a lot of people would regard as like the most left-wing uh, mainstream politicians in America. And it just goes to show you why uh, young people don't fuck with Democrats anymore because as you go up the ladder, they're the same uh, as Republicans. These are just a bunch yeah. of rich white people who do whatever the fuck they want. Same, same, but different. Right. I mean, they say that they like gay people and um, whatever, which is how they brand themselves and then the other side just like loves guns but at the end of the day <laughs> they're rich they're white and they just do whatever the fuck they want they make all the rules for us which i'm not advocating to like say i want to eat indoors i don't but I, i'm saying if you make the I'm rules saying if you're, yeah if you're gonna make this rule there's ways around it then if right. the rule is do not eat in public or sorry do not eat inside of a restaurant but you really want this restaurant and you want to keep them in business you want to help them somehow why don't you just get the takeout version why don't you just hey I am a person with clout. I'm calling mm -hmm. you up right now. Can you guys maybe come to my place and, and cook for me or whatever? Is, is it the need to be served? Like, I'm not really understanding. I, I didn't research as, as is the tradition of. <laughs> but my understanding is they're having like donor dinner. So they want to be in the place. And it's like a high society gathering, which is fucked, right? You're not, we're not supposed to be gathering. We're, right. We've been doing this podcast just two people like across the city, across the river from each other for nine months because uh, we're trying to stop the spread of COVID. Yeah, give us a three-star Michelin restaurant dinner. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? And then we deserve it. It's tough. So Ariel, I wanted to bring this up too because you're you're uh, a pastry chef right now and um, like 
So you need to work. You need to make money. But you guys don't serve people. They can't eat in the store at yeah, all. Yeah, just right? pick up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's a way to do it. I feel like it, right? And do you feel safe at work while you're making stuff, or as safe no, as possible? I don't really. I feel like pretty safe, but also, I don't think about it that often, which is bad. I think. Right. I think I've become really numb to it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I have to go to work, and and we wear masks at work. But it's sometimes I'm gonna be on. Yeah, it's normal. But sometimes, to be honest, like some of the two of the girls that I'm thinking of now, like don't wear masks all the time. Oh shit! Because they come in earlier. They come in at like midnight or two in the morning, and I have to like remind them to put on their masks. Mm-hmm. So like that gets frustrating and upsetting and concerning. Um, but I will drive myself crazy if I think about that all the time like oh yeah you know what if this bitch is sick and she comes in at midnight and doesn't wear a mask for until i come in at four in the morning so for four hours her breathing is all over the fucking place Mm -hmm. because there's no windows really everything's closed up so you know i can go crazy thinking about it i guess and like yeah you can't you need to make rent you need to be able to buy groceries and that's the thing with america is like they're telling us to stay inside but they're also not giving us any money so that right. we can live. And so I'm people have to go ones. out and work. When you think like when you sit and think about it, I'm pretty lucky. Like I only work with 10 people at a time that are inside of the bakery. The bakery is big. We do open the doors when it's like time to open. Um, customers are not allowed inside. I have my own car that I can drive to work in. I don't have to take public transportation. Like all of these like mitigate my risk, but there's still always a risk, right. you know? How so, would you feel if like Cory Booker wanted to have like an event in the bakery and your boss was like, all right, we got to do it. It would be tough, right? I, I guess know. you would have to be like, fuck. I, I don't know how I'd feel about it. Maybe I think probably truthfully, I think they'd talk to us and make us feel at ease about it. Be like, mm. oh, he's just one person. He'll be wearing a mask until he eats. Like all these sorts of things that you kind of just have to be okay with. So I don't really fault the people that are just making the food because they're mm-hmm. like, well, I, I they have, have to be okay to. with this. Yeah. Um, I, I just, yeah, I guess the I like fault to me falls a little on Thomas Keller. He's like a world-renowned yeah. chef. You could literally he's just- he's still serving these people. I don't know. It feels very like we're upper crust so we can just do whatever we want. And honestly, if they get sick, we saw Trump got COVID. He was in the hospital for three days. He's way high risk, right? Um, He's 70 years old. He's overweight. He has all these, my wife's a nurse and she just looks at him and she's like, he probably has diabetes. Like just either he's hiding it or it's undiagnosed. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm just a regular person. I was in the hospital for two weeks. So there is a way if you have money COVID is deadly, but I feel like if you're very wealthy, you can just risk it. Like they're, the governor of California could get COVID and they're going to, Chris Christie got COVID and he was in and out of the hospital. So if you're it's rich, crazy. you can get dead. treatment. If he was a regular dude, yo, he'd be dead. He'd be dead, right? Chris Christie would be he'd done be for. He'd be very fucking dead. Yeah. I don't know, man. So it's just tough that when you're that wealthy, you know, like, oh, even if I get it, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. It is the flu to, to rich white people. Mm-hmm. So, so they can right still go regard. to the French Laundry. Like yeah. French Laundry to me was one of my like, you know, it's like a bucket list restaurant, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's really expensive. Um, they do a tasting menu. Like I said, it's always on like the top restaurants in the world. 
really. And uh, it just sucks that they could just like, all right, it's COVID. No one's going in there. We'll just use it. Uh, it's really. I also fun. don't really know their stance on it, right? Like, what if these are just the kinds of people that don't think that COVID is real, or they take don't take it very seriously? Like, it, that could just be like the owner, like doesn't actually care. Yeah, there could be that, and, and oh, it's all so weird because. Gavin Newsom is, he is a Democrat, right? But his ex-wife is dating, I think, Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or one of them. So they're all like, it's like Game yeah, of Thrones, dude. Sus, they're all yeah. like in, interconnected. Incestuous. Incest- yeah, it's just gross. Yeah. Mm. Bad yeah, people. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weirdly complicated in a way. Or if they know a way to make indoor dining safe, why don't they implement that? For everybody, right? Like that. There's well, there, and they say happening. that in certain restaurants. I mean, here mm-hmm. in Jersey, there's a restaurant nearby. Because I have most restaurants here. I think you make the decision of whether or not you're going to be doing in in person dining or whatever, um, or if you're going to do takeout. But there's a restaurant by my house that has people in it constantly, and it's a bar as well. And there's people at the bar, so I'm like, maybe there's just a a person amount limit. And they figured like, oh, well, only this one dude is coming or these two rich people are coming. So why don't we just serve them? Mm. So it could be that vibe. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I love the NBA, but they showed also like if you're a millionaire, they can make a literal bubble. Yeah. And, keep... and it worked. Why yeah, we be no one got sick. Anyone in that bubble, even the people making the food who were living there at Disney World for three months or whatnot uh like imagine that bubble you just make it bigger and make it the whole united states like there's a way to do it but if you're not rich it's just showing like the classism that exists in america if you're poor they're like fuck it you're expendable you can get covid you can die right and that is where we are currently and that's so. the end of the podcast. We're all yep. going to die. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to die. Um I mean good news that I heard this morning on NPR, so it's probably true, is that the UK is expediting their drug that's 95% effective. Yeah, and I believe Pfizer is uh, says they'll be ready at the end of this month to start rolling out the vaccine as well. So, I mean, they're making some making uh, headway, I guess. Yeah. Next episode, we talk about whether or not we're going to take the, the uh, vaccine. <laughs> oh, stay tuned. We're anti-vax now. Problematic babes. <laughs> we gotta Uh, get those ratings up we gotta get the ratings up stay tuned for that (laughs) look guys my name is ariel leaty you can find me on the internet at ariel leaty on twitter and instagram and arielleaty.com and this has been it's what's eating you i'm brian yang follow me at brianyang.com and at brianyang on twitter guys thanks for listening Bye. bye